Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have built this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've done today. Based on fiction. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of True Stories Based on Fiction. I am your host, Brian, and with me is, well, not with me, but recording <laughs> also is... Evan, third host, and Brian said it correct, because we are practicing social social distancing, so we're not in the same room in, in my studio as normal. We are over Skype, so if it sounds a little different, that's why. We ain't even in the same city. No, that's true. We're cities apart. Apart, mm-hmm. but we that's not that's not gonna stop us from giving you guys new content out there. So, uh, like I said, it may sound a little bit different than normal, but we're still getting you the episode out for the month of May. So Damn we, right. Sorry, I just knocked my headphone out. So. <laughs> Very good. So we said that we were gonna give the people uh, something that they haven't had and probably. Four years, <laughs> right? Eons. Probably. Yeah, cause, probably. Yeah, probably about four years. Uh, and that was a segment that we used to do a lot. Called, well, that, that we've done a couple of times called Fiction Based Facts. Yes, that's a pun on the name of the network. And that's when our the, original our original segment, uh, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that if was. I remember a, correctly. Yeah, you're right. Because that was the first segment, and because that might have been episode three or four, I, I believe. Because first one we just. Basically shot the shit. Second one we had uh, Chad on. Well, first one ever was the movie preview, summer movie preview. Yes, yep, yep, yep. And then Black Magneto, was that episode two with Chad? Yes. Or was it, no, was it Black Magneto? No, Black Magneto was later on. What was uh, well episode two? Chad was on, but I think it was a Avengers 2 review? Because... Yeah, because it's 2015. Um, I'm going to look it up real quick. Yep. All episodes. Episode 2, what? Black Twitter. I knew I had Black in the Black Twitter, yes, 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 yes. But that was our Avengers 2 review, I'm pretty sure. Yes. And then Um, Uh episode 3 was always sunny. It was our Motor City Comic Con uh, special, yearly special, RIP. All right, yeah. Hopefully it'll be back Which next we'll talk- year. <laughs> yeah, or we'll just have a uh, lengthened hiatus on that one. <laughs> um, it might have been episode. No, not four. I'm just glancing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was episode four, because so we had double D on for a few episodes in there too. So yeah, because um, um but yes. Oh, um, I don't was think that... that, I don't think that we actually named it that as a title, but I think we snuck it in there as an actual segment. Yeah, pretty early on, and then I know we did have one episode to where we all had our um our segments because uh that's when we did like wrestling uh with Randy. We did the the evanification and fiction face facts. Yes. But in any event, uh, this is the first time doing it in probably four years. Probably sometime, maybe th- eh, three or four years, I'd say. I don't know if we ever did any, uh, when it was just uh, when Randy took, uh, when we had our first format change of the show, I guess. Yeah, I, we definitely. And we, I don't know if we've done any out of the, in the new studios. We might have done one, but in, in any event, this is, I'm sure, is riveting conversation for our people in the audience. But um, it's coming back t- today, tonight, whatever time it is when you're listening to this episode. It's back. And better than ever. That means the pressure's on, Brian. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, the people are getting something that you've been trying to get me to do for, honestly, years, actually. Uh which was not have me come into the studio, but rather Skype in. It only yeah. took a pandemic for me to <laughs> man up and do it. Um, 
but I guess, uh, I don't know, it's been a while since we've talked. Anything new going on? Um, not much, man. I will say this. Some of the news today, especially if it's comic book related, it may actually be news to me because, uh, I cannot tell you. Well, I can tell you, but it's been a while. It's been a while since I actually physically have read a comic book. Um, because I got my last pull list box in probably February, I want to say. Maybe early March. And I finished those books. And I know that she did pick up a book for me that I missed. But I haven't read a comic book since then. Did you read that book I gave you? Not yet. I, I plan to read it. I plan to read it the other day. But I, I wasn't home earlier. And I didn't have it with me. But uh, hopefully... I'll get that read in the next few days here, if I feel like, because I'm a mood reader and and like I just haven't been in the mood. Can't no one tell you what to do. You got that shit right. Uh, how about you, man? Um, well, aside from being taken away from being an essential worker like you are, <laughs> um, I've been sitting at home for the most part, not doing anything, which. Uh, is what we're supposed to be doing, I guess, but I am bored out of my ever fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was kind of looking forward to, uh, like, having that, like, downtime, but I'm glad that I didn't, because, uh, because before I got called back to my job, because, uh, like, th- they closed down on my job and said, okay, everybody's done, file, file for, uh, unemployment. I had, so I started to file. That was the most, idiotic, fucked up system I've seen in probably my entire 33 years of life. So the Michigan, which is a Michigan unemployment system for those who don't know. And uh, then the next day I got a call. Marvin. Yeah, Marvin. Yep. Good old Marvin. Uh, so uh, the following day I got a call saying, well, asking it, if, if, if I want to come back. I said, fuck yeah, so I can get, the, so I don't have to deal with this shit. So yeah, I, I was not <laughs> mad at all because that was, that was, that was really fucked up, man. You're a better man than some. A lot of people are taking advantage <laughs> of this and just for the excuse not to work and get a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, not much. I think, uh, I wouldn't say living the dream, but we're doing, uh, getting by right now. Mm-hmm. But I guess let's get on to the episode. Um, so obviously, uh, mind you, depending when this episode comes out, some of this news might be new and relevant some of it might be uh, a couple days old mm-hmm. um but obviously the big news out there for everything whether it be albeit comic movies maybe with the exception of music um but everything is basically on a delay now uh pushback yeah. um including the con circuit for this uh upcoming year so um the big one obviously they just announced was it a couple days ago, I believe? The I think, yeah. San Diego Comic-Con um, is actually being, not even postponed, but canceled for the first time in over 50 years. Mm-hmm. Um, which bleeds into an even bigger story of Archon is canceled. I think, actually, the Motor City Comic-Con is postponed as of right now. As of right now, yeah. Officially canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, which means we still might get it later on in the year, but I know people have been wait on bated breath for that annual, uh, mm-hmm. um, Motor City Comic Con special recap that we put out there. So, annual as of right now, you, with tradition. Like anyone else, you're going to be waiting with the rest of us. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I feel like a, a lot of cons take the lead from San Diego. So if they cancel theirs, I feel like a lot of cons, including Motor City, might actually be canceled too. But the weird thing is, I uh, San Diego was actually the last one to cancel. Yeah, they were uh, holding off. I mean, yeah, they held off a lot longer than I thought they would. A and, lot you know, longer. Granted, we're still was it March, April, May, June, four months out. Um, you know. It probably is the right thing to do by canceling that as of right now. I'm shocked they didn't postpone it, but I think it just, and where the difference between that one and other ones lie, I think that 
San Diego's a lot tougher to put together. I don't think it's something, especially with that center they put it in, that thing's probably booked up. Exactly. Years in advance. So I don't know if that's just something that they can say, oh, no, we'll just push it to this weekend. Um, because you got to remember all the guests that they get for that, like, People have that worked into their schedule, mm-hmm. and not only that, once once they start up taking away the uh, no work and everything, and people can get back into like the movies and TV shows, like they're going to be back to work and back to work in full force. Not where they can really take that weekend off to get back and uh, go to the con circuit for a um, week or so. Plus, they are herald celebrities, which means they probably don't want to. They're not going to want to be in the large groups of people and what and everything yeah uh that's a very good point and then they may be sensing sensing a change on how we actually live our lives here in america too because of that kind like gets over probably is it tens of thousands of people or yeah yeah like not hundreds it's not hundreds of thousands of people a year right it has to be tens of thousands let me look it up on the googles here because how many because even when things are clear and, and back open, I think they still are pretty leery about uh, having that many people in one place at the same time, as they probably should be. Oh, 167,000 in, wow. in 2015, so. Yeah, man. Um, I kind of get it, because we don't know what's going to happen next, so there might be a, a limit on how many people, at least for the next couple of months, when things get reopened, on how many people can be in a certain area at a time. I don't know if you're ever actually going to see a Comic Con that's going to be allowed. If you're going, to, they're going to ever going to allow that many people again. That's a good point. I mean, and I also mm-hmm, almost be, would surprise they're going to start doing a lot more virtual visits for like panels and stuff. So maybe you go there and you more or less watch a screen or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you might always have your mainstays, but I think some of them might just uh, with trying to keep celebrity and whatnot down. But that might also I don't know. It's going to be hard because I don't know what type of attendance they need to keep that going. Yeah. That's a, that, so. that's a good question, too. Um, it, it's an interesting scenario because, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen in, in the future and how this is going to change everything for us. And um, because I'm not sure if you if you ever had this before, but there's a thing called the kind of crowd anyhow, because with all those people in a confined space, people are, are and then, and then unfortunately, uh, nerd culture is our culture, but a lot of people from that culture don't have the best hygiene, and they and they'll go to the cons and they don't smell the best, and or they're sick and they and they don't wash their hands because they're touching books, everyone's touching each other, touching the celebrities, the poles, everything. So there's always an abundance of sickness that goes on at any bit con anyway so uh that added on to our new health concerns is is it's very difficult to see where things are going to go i do hope that smaller ones like say motor city are able to get back open i'm not sure if they have to have a, a limit to i mean i'm sure that's probably probably what will happen they'll have a limit to how many people can enter for like a certain day so so when they sell that amount of tickets probably they'll say okay this day sold out Mm-hmm. Even if people don't say that whole day, that's probably the easiest way to do it, is to have a certain number of tickets per day. And once you hit it, just stop. Which makes it. it hard for the people that travel to to get there and just buy tickets at the door. Yep. So, like, you're not going there and then just uh, being like, oh, I'm sorry, you're out of luck, and then having to turn around. But might encourage people more to do online buying. But I think, you know, with this whole pandemic thing, there's going to be so – you're going to – so much of culture is going to be turned around, changed from what yep. we're used to. I think, I, I don't know what it was you I was talking to, but this is, I think this was a, actually a long time coming. Un, you know, unfortunately, the situation, the circumstances that's happening, but I think this is almost what a lot of businesses needed to transition into, you know, what they, how they've needed to change their business over for a long time. And they've been mm-hmm. holding back for this old method of, you know, of doing things, but in order to survive, you know, businesses need to adapt as well. And right. I think they've been holding back. So this might be that kick in the ass that they actually needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I, I guarantee that uh, most businesses are going to keep the curbside 
uh, services and, and like to have a lot less people actually coming to an office, for example, to work. If you can work at home, you probably will work at home. They'll probably, uh, they'll probably have video, I mean, have like an in-person, uh, big meetings, but they're probably going to ha- stop a lot of people from coming to the office. So like, yeah, the world as we know it, it is going to be different. Hopefully it's for the better. It keeps people healthier, but yeah. Um, and I do feel, uh, one website that I was on was saying that kind of, kind of, uh, based on what you were saying, that they may have some type of online aspect to where maybe you can, um, order sketches in advance from people at the cons and then like have them send them to you. So that could, cause, uh, the, the sad part about the comic books industry, I, I guarantee you that a lot of artists probably make a, a third of their yearly salary at San Diego Comic Con or from cons in general. Probably, they probably make half of their salary per year at cons in general. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've been seeing like on Twitter and stuff a lot more, um, artists that, you know, uh, put in, um, uh, sketch request and whatnot, uh, and everything that you can do and have mailed to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the prices might be a little bit higher than what you can see if you're actually at a con or something like mm-hmm. that. Interesting. To me, from what we've seen, but again, I've only looked at, like, uh, lo- some local cons, but like, you know, what, cause we're usually, when we've gotten sketches before, we're usually, what, paying about 60, yeah. 80 bucks or something like mm-hmm. that. Yep. You know, it seems like almost $300 is, uh, the least amount, like when the you're least amount. Line, now you are, yeah, now you are getting a, you know, I hate to say this, uh, because it shouldn't matter, but some more high profile artists, mm-hmm. um, that I see, you know, um, one of our go-to, uh, which is, I hope friend of the show, Tom Rainey, um, which I feel we get sketches from every single year. Yeah. You know, he's a stalwart. I have tons of sketches from him hung up in my basement. Um, and the man does a great job and great pricing for it, which, you mm-hmm. know, but that's also given us, you know, repeat business day, week, year in and year out to go back to him. Um, and I just have a hard time, unless it's going to be original print pages or something like that, spending that kind of money for yeah. a sketch. Um, I do think that, that that is probably the price that they charge at San Diego, and it, it depends on the region. And uh, from what I've heard about the inside of how cons work, um, the venue kind of sets a price scale for the most part. There are, there are people who, who, who price their, their shit differently, but that's why it's always typically around 60. I'm pretty sure there, there's like a scale for it. And, and in San Diego, because of the traffic, they can typically charge a lot more. Cause, uh, at 300, I would imagine, and you kind of back this up, uh, at 300 bucks, that's more of a commission versus a sketch being, Saying that, say that a commission is going to have more detail, have probably a full background, uh, maybe an ink wash, that type of thing. Whereas a sketch is a quick head sketch. So I hope that it's not 300 for a fucking head sketch. No, I don't. I think there is a little bit more to it. So, Good. um, but you can't really, ever really, I don't think people, um, are really going to be online where you can do a quick head sketch for 60 bucks and have it shipped to you. Right. I think those are just easy, you know, uh, churn and burn sketches that they can do while they're at the con for quick buck here and there. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong, but maybe that that's my two cents. Yeah. But, um, I, I, I'm definitely going to miss the, uh, back issue diving that I've been doing. Well, probably the only time I've done that was last year. Like last year I was on a mission to, uh, get a complete run of the milestone line from DC and the Altiverse line from Malibu slash Marvel. And uh, I did a lot of bend diving last year, and I was looking forward to doing some more bend diving. And hopefully by October, I know there's a con in Mount Pleasant, which is pretty close to me and relatively close to you. So hopefully by then, that one will reopen so I can at least go there. Because uh, cons are honestly a pretty <laughs> fun experience. Uh, the, the the traffic last year at at a Motor City was a little bit 
uh, much and kind of gave me anxiety. Um, but it is a, a fun experience that I hope isn't done forever. Correct. Um, now that, uh, um, Mount Pleasant Con that you were talking about, I went to that last year and that was kind of trash. But um, I know they do a late summer, early fall one out in Grand Rapids, which mm-hmm. I want to say is a kind of an equivalent of uh, the Motor City Con. Really? Um, yeah, and like maybe a little bit smaller, but like you, uh, you know, I had some specific back issue books I was trying to hunt down um, for a couple runs that I've been working on for a few years now. So I was really looking forward to this one upcoming one to see if I could uh, finish a few collections. Mm-hmm. One I just started on. Um, well, it's not even really a run, but um, my uh, local comic shop has been doing a lot to help keep their business going, and they've been doing some online auctions and um, raffles. And I jumped on it the other day and picked up a couple books for uh, ten or fifteen bucks total. But it was a uh, the Batman, Spider-Man, Marvel, DC crossover, and oh, shit. Uh, um, old original, because there's been two of them, uh, Daredevil, Batman, um, DC, cross Marvel crossover. So I went through and pulled out all the uh, DC Marvel crossover books that I have, and obviously I don't have all of them, because I, when I was younger, I used to, anything that was kind of out of continuity, mm-hmm. I never really cared for a whole lot. Right. I didn't really see any. I didn't view it for the merit of the story. I just always thought, like, what's the point of reading this if it doesn't have right. anything to the overall arcing storyline? Um, so I never really cared about them a whole lot. So, um, you know, I transitioned. I never purchased them, but now I kind of think it's neat, you know, done in one stories um, to go back and read. So there are a few that I'm missing. You know, some of the um, best ones, I think they say what the best one ever is the Teen Titans X-Men yep. from, I think, back in the 80s. Yes. Um, and if I remember correctly, I think Superman, Spite, Amazing Spider-Man was the original. Yeah. Uh, I might be wrong on that one. but I, If not the first, it was in the first couple. Uh, the first one might have been The Incredible Hulk and Superman. But I, but uh, one of those two. Yeah. Um, um, is the Batman Spider-Man the Mark Bagley one? Um, let me see. I haven't even opened it up yet. Um, because there's a Batman Spider-Man, and I got the Spider-Man Batman one. And I'll be honest, gotcha. I looked at the covers, and both the covers are pretty similar. So, gotcha. Um, I have a list, but I don't know if it's an, a complete list of them. Because I see, I see, there's a Superman versus Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. Then there was a Superman and Spider-Man. Then Batman versus the Incredible Hulk, which I don't even know how that's a fight, but... <laughs> um, Uncanny X-Men versus the New Teen Titans. But then they had the two Batman Punishers. Uh, right. Batman Punisher Lake of Fire, which was uh, the John Paul Valley Azrael Batman. Mm-hmm. And then, um, which uh, is unique, and it is, I don't know if you know this, but little known fact, and it will tie into something that you're reading, um, but it is the only... Marvel DC uh, crossover book that actually ends up making a reference back into the main Batman book during the Night Sun run. Yeah, because didn't John Paul Valley made he makes a mention about how he had to fight the uh, Jigsaw character? Yes, mm-hmm. in one yeah. of the issues. Yep, uh, yep, I didn't hear about that. Which they have said in the past, like you know that might go on to like just. Um, say that it was something that was in his head or go, to go along with his mental instability or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had the two Batman Punishers. Um, Darkseid versus Galactus. Yeah, yeah. I think that was Ron Mars, friend to the show. Then they did Spider-Man and Batman. Um... Then Green Lantern, Silver Surfer, which I remember that. Yep. Uh, DC versus Marvel, which was the big one. Mm-hmm. Um, DC versus Marvel All Access, uh, which was the sequel. Then they did a Silver Surfer, Superman, Batman, and Captain America, Daredevil, Batman, Batman and Spider Man, DC versus Marvel 
unlimited access. <laughs> Su- Superman versus Fantastic Four. Uh, Incredible Hulk versus Superman. Batman, Daredevil, King of New York. And then the last one that they did, which was back in, if I want to say right, 2000 JLA Avengers. Yeah, and that one is very rare because uh, they, they only did one printing, I believe. And, and I've got a trade here somewhere. And I might try to read it again, but like, so that was only like six, six, six issues, I want to say, but it took as long. Four to issues. Re- it was only four, okay. It took the uh, amount of time it took me to read Crisis on Infinite Earth versus 12 issues, issues to read those four. That was a wordy bitch. Yes, yeah, so, um, because it was George Perez that drew it. Yep. If I remember correctly. I don't remember who wrote it, though. I, I want to say Kurt Busiek. Or Busiak, however, like his name is pronounced. That actually sounds correct. But yes, I remember Wordy. I actually found it because I found my four issue run of it. Mm. Um, and actually have two of the two issues of the first issue of it. Oh wow! So I don't know if that's worth any money, but um, so let me see out of that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine. So I have nine out of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Twenty. Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Twenty. So I have about half of them. Uh, the only Which one. Bad. Some of those might be. Yeah, like the only one that I have, I believe, a couple, couple issues of Access, uh, a couple issues of Marvel vs. DC, um, and I have. New Teen Titans and the Uncanny X Men. I have more of the. Oh, you do have that one. Yeah, because that was at Kmart and Saginaw for years, and then I finally, I finally got my mom to buy it for me. And then I was upset because they had that that flames ass fucking George Perez cover, and then on the inside is Walt Simonson. I appreciate Walt Simonson now, or or like it might even been like a John Byrne cover. But the cover art was much better at that time t- to my probably ten year old palette than the than than the interior of the book. So I was a bit upset about that. And yeah. don't don't ask me to find it because like using my comic book setup, it, it, it it's impossible to find anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So what else you got? Um. Let me just look through my notes here. Yep. So obviously, along with uh, um, the con delays, a lot of movie and TV delays, uh, especially going along with the um comic book theme. So obviously, the biggest one we had the first installment of the next Marvel Cinematic movie, Black Widow, supposed to be coming out here in the next couple of weeks, which is pushed back until. Like November, right? September? Okay, so November. Yes, November. November. It took over the eternal spot. Mm. Um, so let me get your thoughts on this because we haven't really talked. What's your thoughts on movies holding off to be released or transitioning into maybe going onto a streaming service? Um, I, I think that most of the uh, film industry is doing it the proper way. If it's a movie that they think is going to have a huge box office, like a tentpole movie, for those who don't know, like the, the tentpole movies are like the biggest movies that a studio thinks they'll have in that year. That their budget is based off of that movie, make, uh, essentially. And, and hinging off, off the movie doing well. So like, for something like Black Widow, I think it's definitely uh, that they made the right choice to have it be uh, have it come out in theaters because uh that that movie will probably make a lot of money cuz um the hype will definitely build it for it. but other smaller movies they should just put them out on a streaming service or like say a uh, fucking the new mutants at this point just put it on fucking hulu or fucking disney plus i don't know why they, why they are so content on putting it out in theaters but i think they're doing it correctly do you think there's any chance that New Mutants can make any money at this point? Fuck no. Fuck no. No? Absolutely not. not I could be all. wrong, though. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Because based off of old continuity, unless they try to retrofit it into what's going on now, and Disney probably Which I don't could. think they're going to start. I don't think they're going to sink any more money into it at all. Good point. Um, 
And, well, any way it goes, it's probably going to be fine for Disney because it was financed by Fox solely and fully. So anything that Disney gets off of it should be all profit besides the new marketing, which they probably won't do like a, a big campaign for it. But um, something that my brother was saying, uh, if they just... But sorry, you got to remember, too, they already, paid, they already paid for marketing for it as well. So they paid for marketing because it was supposed to be released this month. Then it got pushed back. So that's where they said a lot of these movies are getting... is what's going to kill them or where they're going to lose money. Like that new James Bond is... Um, moving it to end of the year, November or something like that as well, is going to cost it like $60 million because they've already had all these commercials come out and now they're going to have to basically re-release all the commercials again Yeah. Um, with new dates and everything come mm-hmm. the time. So, you know, I, I agree with you. I think, I think Disney should have just, uh, you know, said, fuck it, let's put it into, um, Disney Plus. You know, we've already, I think they could have easily changed their um put a little disclaimer in their advertising and everything and said, you know, it's yeah, on Disney Plus on this date instead of that them. Yeah. Um because it does look like they're having some success or like that Trolls movie just came out. Um, you know, maybe maybe put it right out on iTunes first where they're gonna make some money off it or for That's what I was gonna say. Yep. Like that. That's what I was gonna say. Cause uh the fact is most of us have 4k tv in our homes these days and um bloodshot did very well when they uh had to come out to buy on on um the, the different streaming services and so say like okay let me pose this question to you right so say if on the day that black widow sh- should have come out in theaters if they offered it for you to buy or even just rent okay well, like we'll do two scenarios Scenario one, if on a day that it should have came on in theaters, you could uh, opt to buy it for, say, $29.99 and watch it in the comfort of your own home. You're paying for it because you're still getting it day one. Or for, like, $20 to rent it so, like, you watch it one time and then it's gone. Would you have done either of those? You know, if they said, "Hey, we're going to hold off until November, but you can pay twenty bucks to to rent it right now," uh, no. Or are you talking about? Or are you talking? He's like, if, "Are you using the scenario? It's in theaters, or I can just pay it at home and watch no, it." No, I'm saying like just straight up the the day that should come to theaters. Just said, "Fuck theaters all together." You can buy it on a day that it should have come out for for like these prices, or in November it comes like. The, to a Disney Plus, but basically have a online streaming exclusive movie. Like you buy it the day that should have came out in theaters. But like there's no theatrical theatrical uh, release at all. So I have a hard time, and it's you know my it's a minor issue. I have a hard time paying twenty dollars to rent a movie on iTunes for the simple fact. I don't have a family. So when I go to the movies, I'm buying one ticket. I don't, I'm not big into like the snacks. So I'm not paying a lot of money on mm-hmm. shit like that. So, you know, my tickets costing around six to nine bucks, probably, um, on average, or no, probably more than six, maybe nine, ten bucks. I was going to say, yeah, about ten. Um, to go to the theaters, you know, whereas it's 20 bucks to rent it. If it was 10 bucks, like the price of the movie ticket, absolutely, and I can see where it's like you know, depending, they have to average it out. So if you have a family that's a husband, wife, or husband, wife, and kids, or something like that, you know, obviously they're only paying one rental price as opposed to three tickets. Um, but that's just me personally, where it's mm-hmm. tougher for me. Um, but you know, depending on the movie, because I've been wanting to see that one, I think I would have probably paid the money to do it, and then um. But I'm anal retentive when it comes to, like, purchasing, like, I want a physical copy of my comic book movies that uh, will sit in the basement never to be opened or watched or put (laughs) into a player since I don't have a player hooked up or nothing. Um, So, hard to say. No, but this is under, this scenario is saying that it's not coming out in theaters at all. And, and, and like it won't be any physical. Oh, would I would I have waited till November? Or would I have paid for it? Right. Um. 
I probably would have paid for it just to watch it. I absolutely would. I absolutely would. And then yeah. they might make and then if if it's done that way, I guarantee you that the average person probably would do it. And they'll make more money because I'm pretty sure that how it works with theaters, they they split the ticket cost fifty fifty and then like the theater wins a little bit more because of the price of the overpriced concessions. But if they do it that way, they cut out the theater all together, and then like they'll probably get they'll probably get more money that way. Because I guarantee you, like if you're a family, like you're winning because you're paying a lot less for it. And then if you're single, like us, for the instant gratification of not having to wait for it to, to come to a theater or watching it at home when it should have come out in theaters and having that option. Because a lot of the time, I probably would. Now that I have like a 4K TV, I probably would just buy it, pay more than a movie ticket, buy it when it would have come out in theaters, just have the comfort to watch it when I want to watch it, how I want to watch it, and not have to deal with crowds. Well, see, and I think that, to me, like, it depends on the movie, like you were talking about yeah. earlier. I would much rather, like, when you get into the Disney, like, the, not Disney, the Marvel movies, I would, part of me says, you know, I would rather get that spectacle of seeing it on the big screen the way it's meant to be, like, you True. know, take something like Avengers Endgame, which I know you infamously have stated you're not a fan of, but yep, um, it's definitely a different experience on the big screen. Plus, um, I have a tendency to mess around on my phone a lot when I'm on the uh, at home in the comfort of my own home too, where I'll stop and start movies, and as opposed to watching them through. Yeah, um, I tend to put my phone in the other room if it's something that, like, I really want to watch and pay attention to now. That's what I should do. Yeah, because I had that same problem, so I said, you know what? If my phone if my phone and my smartwatch are in a different room, I could just block in on this movie. And it, and it, it, it seems to work. Um, but yeah, this is definitely a game changer, because I know that that movie, out. Uh, with Spider-Man and Star-Lord, that cartoon movie, that that was going to come on in theaters, but Disney said fuck it and put it out on our Disney Plus, and I know the theaters were highly upset about that and trolls, but like, what the fuck? Theaters... Uh, the Onward was actually in theaters for a couple weeks. Oh, you're right, it was, it was, it was. Yep. It had the same treatment as uh, fucking Bloodshot and The Invisible Woman, which... I wanted, I mean, man, rather, which, prime example, that movie looked good, but I'm not paying fucking 20 bucks for it. Correct. Now, I did watch that one. That was did actually you? a really good movie. Mm. I didn't pay 20 bucks for it, but mm-hmm. I'll let everyone else decide on how I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's something that I definitely wanted to watch, and I'm glad that that was available, because I think it was only to buy and not rent. Or if it was rent, it was like two bucks cheaper to rent it than like to buy it. And no, like only, only, only buy. It was only available to rent for twenty bucks. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, fuck that, fuck that. So you rent it for twenty bucks and you have like a three day window to watch it. Nope. Now, if that was the only option to watch a movie that I really wanted to see, like say, uh, fucking, what movies do I really want to see right now? <laughs> well, Black Widow. I, 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 I would have entertained it at least for renting it for twenty bucks, but yeah, but the Invincible Man for twenty bucks to rent? Nope, I personally can't do it. Um, this is kind of a sidebar, but of course, that's what we're known for. Did Did you see that Instagram video of Chadwick Boseman? Um, I saw some screen grabs of it that he looks Ooh. a little sickly. He looks a lot sickly. Uh, thoughts and prayers going out to him. Hopefully, it, it, hopefully it was a bad camera angle, but yeah. So it, it has me concerned for his health and uh, selfishly concerned about Black Panther 2. I have to assume he lost weight for a role or something like that. <laughs> I don't know, Christian man. Christian Bale's done it. Yeah, but 
since that video came out, because that had to be last week as we record this, he had to come out and say said anything else about it. Typically, if you get that very big negative reaction, he would say, oh, everybody is cool. This is for like a role, blah, blah, blah. But he hasn't done that. And that's what has me concerned. Yeah, but you think because there's a lot of like articles out there like now saying people are concerned about his health and he hasn't come out and said anything. Like, anything. Hey. So it's interesting to see on both. Um. Both sides of it. Yeah. So uh, hopefully he's doing okay. Hopefully he's for a role. But yeah, that that did have me a, a little shook. I'm like, ooh, he does not look well. Um, speaking of other comic book mm-hmm. actors, um, did you see see the video or read the article about um Ezra Miller, The Flash? I didn't Where see the video. Some, but I heard about uh, it. Yeah, fan. Mm-hmm. But so, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, like that was kind of crazy how that came about. Yeah. Um. Do we know why he did it? Like, was she because being like that this was a woman? Was she like threatening him, him, him or something? No. Uh. He acted like he was joking around with her, right? Um. She was joking around with him, and I think he took it seriously and fucking choke slammed her down. <laughs> um. But you haven't really heard a whole lot come out, come about it. Because usually you'll have something come out like, I mean, because if that's true, indeed true, I mean, you can kiss his career goodbye. Um, did he have a career though? He was supposed to be that flesh. <laughs> and I would think everyone, if they paid attention to past episodes, those, my thoughts on Ezra Miller as the flash, but. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is when you just transition Grant Gustin over into the movie Flash universe. I mean, I hate to say it, but I, I don't think we're ever going to... Before this even happened, I don't think we were ever going to see that Flash movie anyway. Oh, it was in the news today. It was got it? pushed back. Uh, or no, actually got moved up a month, the release date for it. Hmm. Everything else got pushed back, and that's the one movie that actually moved up from July of... I'm guessing 2022 to, um, let me see if I can see it. I was just looking at flash move to an earlier release date, moved to June 3rd of 2022 instead of July 1st. So we moved up almost a whole month Hmm. where everything else has gotten pushed back. Back. That's interesting. But, um, Ezra Miller, apparently, uh, cause I watched a video on like, watch mojo or fucking looper like one of those online shows like that and uh they have some details about his life and his he's a very strange dude anyway and i think that because he's so gender fluid he he doesn't see anything wrong with like choke slamming a woman because i think that he thinks he's a man and a woman i think he said that like he's, he's very fluid so that begs the question if a person is gender fluid can they assault someone? No. <laughs> no, I'll stop you right there. No. I mean, is that like he's a heavy person either? Like, he's pretty skinny. Uh, I could probably tip him well, over. he was a lot smaller than the chick he took down. I'll tell you that much. Really? From watching the video. So, I, mean, I think so. Uh, that might have been a fair fight, though. I don't know, man. Yeah, but... um. He he's in, and I feel like didn't he know that cameras were on him too? Uh, I I don't know. I there hasn't been a whole lot in the news about it. Um, honestly, there, I mean it was very low key. Yeah. Wait, wait. Are, are you implying that Loki was behind this? To, <laughs> to further sabotage the uh, DCEU? Not quite. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest, there's not a whole lot of news out there except for just constant delays on stuff, yeah. like, which... Oh, um... Uh, here's, here's one that, like, that you may have missed, and um, I shouldn't really say this because... 
I might try to get him on the show because like he, he's doing a lot of interviews right now. But uh, Tyree Farland managed to get people to pay over a million dollars for him to do what his company does anyway, and that's make toys. <laughs> <laughs> that made no sense. You to know, me I at almost all. thought about neither me neither, and I almost thought about backing it, but ultimately I decided against it. I'm I'm surprised knowing you that. You even that you would even consider backing that because it's what he does for a living anyway. I thought that you would have had that thought immediately. You oh, I did, to... and that's where <laughs> it was a quick thought. <laughs> you want me to pay you for doing what you do anyway as your as your vocation? When I want you, he's getting DC I want money you to now. Pay me for selling retail. <laughs> exactly. I can pay for it already. But I want you to pay me again to do it. <laughs> when he's getting fucking DC money now. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, that one baffled me. But it worked. I for still him. don't know what to think of it. Because, yeah, he got a lot of money. Because apparently, um, it's one of the fastest, uh, quickest funded Kickstarters of all time. Well, he's probably. I wonder if he's just making the. The fig. I, I wonder if the figures actually going to go into distribution anywhere. I wonder if he's only going to make enough figures to, um, for the uh, backers, for the people that, yeah. I hope so. If it's limited edition for only for the backers, it kind of makes sense. But if it's going to be actually in stores or be able to buy online, that is fucking the art of finesse. Well, at that point, they paid forty. At that point, they paid forty bucks for a figure that. Anyone can get it down the road for twenty. <laughs> exactly. That that was a crazy story to me. Um, but yet, and if he can do that, right? If he still has a cachet and pull in the market, was I personally didn't think he had. Yeah, I, I'm not even gonna try to get him on the show anymore now <laughs> because of what I'm saying. But he can have the finance fucking movie then, can he? <laughs> and put that out on, on his own. It sounds like he just wants anything he can get for free. <laughs> yeah. That that is fucking baffling to me. But hey, more power to him cuz uh I respect the person who can finesse you. So if he can finesse the public into buying for something he could have done on his own for free. But granted, okay, I'll I will step back that comment for a little while because when's the last time that you seen the actual spawn action figure like he does other properties now but he i don't recall the spawn figuring in at least probably 10 years no not that i recall so so maybe he knows that like the market for the actual spawn figures is pretty small so the only way that he could financially make it make sense would be if he kickstarted it that kind of makes sense because i've Possibly. seen i'm sorry go ahead I'll just say it's possible. Because I've seen uh, Fortnite, Stranger Things, um, the DC Toys, which you have the Batman, well, the animated Batman, uh, and other properties, but I haven't seen anything. Uh, I think Harry Potter, maybe, Lord of the Rings, uh, Walking Dead. So he, he gets like a lot of licenses, but in, in terms of his own shit, yeah. Now that I think about it, I, I haven't seen anything of his own shit in, in a while. Been a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it does come out in retail, depending on how it actually looks when it's done, I might fuck with it because uh, he 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 is one of the best toy makers in that whole game. Up until this DC line. Yeah, uh, that. That makes me believe that maybe they didn't give him like a lot of money because uh, typically it's just well detailed. The 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 articulation is always a bit uh, a bit limited, but like his figures are like statues, basically. It seems like he sacrificed. It seems like he sacrificed detail in favor of articulation on this round. Yes, I I definitely agree. And then um, his build a figure was kind of trash too. I'm going to buy three figures that are full size to get a mini Batmobile. Yeah. Like that, 
that's not how how fucking Marvel does it. Like you get full on figures, like big ass fucking Sauron, Sasquatch, uh, fucking juggernauts and shit, and he's getting a a mini bat, he, a mini Batmobile that you can get like from a fucking candy machine. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, th- there were some missteps with that line, but apparently it's doing pretty well though. Yeah, they've actually been selling out pretty good everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been? You're on Twitter, right? Yeah, I I hardly ever like just get on Twitter besides like shit for the uh, network. But yeah, I'm technically on, on Twitter. Yes. Have you been seeing like the um? sketches that Jim Lee's been doing for to help uh local comic shops out throughout the country? I've seen like I've seen his uh Deathstroke and then Huntress one. I saw the Ron Garney Captain America, which was really fucking good. Friend to the show. Uh but that's all I've seen. So could you explain this whole thing to me and how and and how it works in terms of getting money to the comic book stores? Um so apparently he started up a charity fund um which it started out just him only um doing 60 sketches in 60 days so he's doing a sketch a day of a dc character and auctioning off on ebay with all proceeds going to um support local um comic shops throughout the country apparently there's a um charity that's set up to distribute the money through him but i guess in like the first 10 or 11 sketches he had already gotten over a hundred thousand dollars so i think he's on I think today was the 16th sketch, so he's got to be close to a minimum 150 bucks. Um, but it was with doing this. Now he's gotten a lot of other comic creators that are following up. None of them making the kind of money that he is, but a lot of mm-hmm. artists have been donating a sketch, just like one here and one there. I know Brian Hitch has done a couple. Oh, Tony okay. Daniel, I want to say, has done some. I think Ron I saw his. Ron Garney. Um, uh, comic extraordinaire Frank Miller <laughs> is going to be doing one. Um, and it sounds like once all said and done, they're going to be doing a hardcover, um, book with all the sketches in it as well, which, right, like as a nice coffee table book, I think that'd be pretty sweet to have. Well, but it sounds like all proceeds are going to, um, charity, which is the right thing to do. Okay, now that is pretty interesting because who would publish that? Because aren't there people from Marvel and DC doing shit? Uh, well, if they just do his... Oh, gotcha, if, gotcha. It would be DC. Gotcha, yep, 60. Alright, that makes sense. And how do they... I just feel like it's... I, I don't think I don't think the Julie meant it this way, but I feel like this is going to be a little sketchy. Because how are they going to guarantee that all of the comic shops in the country get it? And um, and how much are they going to get? Because there's probably still, what, hundreds of comic book stores still, right? Oh, yeah. Um, are, are, are they getting like 100 bucks each? Who knows? That's hard, that's hard to say. But, um, you know, I don't know if there's only certain ones that are participated in this uh, charity or I don't I, don't really know how that works as far as that goes, but there's a lot of lo- logistics issues that I have with this um, charity thing because I don't know how how the fuck it's gonna work. And even if he got a hundred thousand dollars, so uh, if there's well, he'll get more than that, he'll get pulled. So DC has decided to give two hundred and fifty thousand on top of what Jim Lee makes. I mean, so this is gonna end up being about a million dollar. And uh, that they end up probably getting close to it, um, because almost every sketch that he's doing now is going for ten grand or higher. But okay, I, say that all every comic book store in the country is part of this um th- this charity run, right? Even mm-hmm. if they make a million dollars. Is that going to be enough to help these comic book shops out in any significant way? Uh, well, I 
thing is, not every comic shop is going to be part of that. And I haven't looked into it a whole lot and mm-hmm. to see, but so it's hard to say. Why wouldn't he though? That is a good question. <laughs> is only the comic shops that fucking Jim Lee fucks with? Um, have you spoken to like your comic guy to see if he's part of? I have not. Didn't care so much about it that. that. <laughs> right, I feel you. I'm just curious, yeah, because I have a lot of questions about this. I have a lot of questions. I think. Let me see if I can find something real. I think that this is gonna line Jim Lee's pockets, or maybe he'll he'll get his money to like his boy Dan Dio, who got featured endeavored. Um, so it goes, it, all the proceeds are going to what's called the Book Industry Charitable Foundation, B-I-N-C. Um, 24 years helping 7,800 plus booksellers. And why have we never heard of this company in the last 24 years? I don't know, but it's founded in Ann Arbor, so. Really? Mm-hmm. Wait. I'm a bookseller. Do I get some of this money too? <laughs> I don't know if it's only comic books. <laughs> I hope it's only comic shop because if it's if it's also includes independent bookstores, that's even less money going to the comic store. It's hard to say. I don't know really. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I heard about this, my mind's my my mind's lit up with all these scenarios and like ways that this doesn't make any sense to me. And yeah, uh, hopefully it works out well and is able to help out the comic book stores. But at the same time, and this is a perfect segue, uh, and like we can talk about both of these at the same time. Um, there is speculation that because Diamond has stopped. Printing books would make sense because most comic book stores should be closed because they aren't deemed essential businesses unless they're like the places I work to where they found loopholes to make them in essential business. Um, and like how your shop is doing too because that loophole that we use also applies like to your place as well. Um, they're saying that well, people are concerned that Diamond may not come back, which I think is dumb because they're closing, they're stopping making books because of what's going on. Uh, but they're saying that uh, the the pivot might be towards digital only comic books when they're new, and then coming out with the collections and bookstores. Do you think that that's going to happen? No. Um, for the simple fact, uh, Diamond's pretty much announced coming back next month, um, mid to late May, and DC's already found another distributor. Yeah, because that's the other thing. The people are saying that, but could I know be good. a lot of people are upset with this DC move. I mean, Diamond is killing comics anyway. Diamond is a fucking monopoly, which should be illegal. I'm not sure how Diamond can be a monopoly in America, and they're, they're part of the uh, two reasons why comic books are so fucking high: Diamond and comic book stores. If it were up Marvel in DC, they'd probably have the shit come out on the fucking apps or. Co- or be like in stores again and still be fucking two ninety nine because they probably make more money that way because they have like a wider distribution. But Diamond and comic book stores being greedy are fucking up comic books, and that's why our books are so fucking high. But there, I said it. Um. Well, have you read uh Have you read about the DC distri- distribution thing that they're doing? No, that's complete news to me. Talk to me. So they found a new distrib- distributor, um, I don't remember what it's called, but it's essentially through two of their biggest buyers, which is Midtown Comics and, mm-hmm. um, I can't remember the other one, um, but basically their new distri- dri- distributor is going to be, um, two of the largest comic book shops that are out there and they'll, they'll distribute books to all the other smaller comic shops. So like my, um, comic stop store that I go to is a little upset about that because they have to basically give their buying, um, trends and everything out to other comic stores. Yeah. Um, so 
I don't know. I looked through the list of books that DC's putting out there, and it doesn't look like anything big. Like, they're still holding off until June for the next issue of Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering if they're just doing this as a way to get Product some on the new content out there, because mm-hmm. now we're going on a month without a new comic book that's been released. So maybe it's just smaller stuff like those, like, 80-page giants and um, mm-hmm. whatnot. Some stuff to get some... Uh, money and like books out there for people but it's hard to say i don't know all the logistics behind it either yeah that sounds like a terrible idea though like having a comic book store handle the distribution to other comic book stores that sounds like a terrible idea Mm-hmm. yeah so that's yeah i don't like that like that just sounds inherently a system that's going to be fucked up for the, for the smaller comic shops or because there's a lot of beef going on with comic shops anyway and if a bigger comic book shop is handling the distribution that there's going to be a lot of politics going on agreed so that's definitely it's not a good idea and I guess that I don't get how distribution works how can a comic book store do they have a printer well, it's not the print; it's the people that are sh- distributing them out, not manufacturing them. So, meaning like shipping them? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I guess I'm not smart enough to to get how that works. And like, why can't DC just get the books from the printer and then ship them out themselves, man? or Marvel or whomever? Hard to say. Yeah, that's pretty. Interesting though, yeah, but that but that sounds like a terrible idea, and that sounds like almost on um, some war profiteering type shit from um the that comic book shop. Oh, we'll be the saviors, but really we're gonna fuck you. Yeah, no comic book shop, to, no one comic book shop to have all that power. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, uh-huh. terrible idea. All right, anything else? No, that's about all the news. Unfortunately, it uh, has been a little bit of slow news lately, but good way to uh, start or try this method for recording for the first time. So, Yeah, and um, this actually sounds pretty good because I know that Garrett and I recorded, Garrett from the show, the Invincible battle report uh the first time we did it we had some audio issues and the second time we did it, it it just fucked up to where he couldn't hear me so as we record this we've got to hop back on tomorrow and finish up our, our episode for the second week of may but this one actually sounds really good nice nice and like he, he he's not that far from you in terms of like where you live, so I'm not sure why the signal is so fucked up. Cause my signal was fine, so I, I don't know. Yeah, but Skype isn't a bad way to get it going, um, and it will help us keep on our monthly schedule. Absolutely. But well, all right, I'm gonna probably get going and get some dinner going um, here. What are you but. making tonight? Um, I smoked up a brisket yes last nice. yesterday and uh, had some leftover brisket. Nice. I'm gonna make chicken so. fajita nachos. Hmm. Sounds good. Actually, I think I gotta run to the store real quick and pick up some tacos shells because I'm gonna make some brisket tacos. So mm. I'm gonna have to run and go do that real quick. Uh, put my mask on. <laughs> do you only buy the Vargas taco shells? Uh, I don't have a set taco shell that I purchased. I'll buy whatever hopefully looks good or is in stock because I've never seen something where such random food is out of stock at places. That is very true. Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah. Because I went yesterday and nothing that I wanted was in stock. And it was like small shit, like, like, like fucking, I wanted the fucking pancake batter that's like you put the water in and shake it up. Gone. Mm-hmm. I did make some cookies today, though. Did you? Nice. Cat and Crunch Crunchberry cookies. Mm. That, that sounds like diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm all for it. But all but right. No, I'm liking this method, so hopefully we'll be able to get another episode. Maybe we'll get another one here in the next week or so in the books. Or Boom. so. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. We can keep on to what we promised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Sounds good, because I, I typically record, for you, the people in the audience, at least three to four times a week right now. Because uh, I'm still doing, I'm still making sure we get this content out every single week until the national quarantine ends. And I might keep it going past that, if possible, because I'm working out a pretty good uh, schedule getting like different people in and out. But all right. And well, to the very least, I know I'll be able to get more recording done easier this way. Perfect. Perfect. Yep, that works fine. Because uh, hopefully we can, I can start putting shit out multiple times a week. All right. But we'll see. And I'll see if we can get going on some of them uh, YouTube uh, shows, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that so far, for you people in the audience, go to YouTube.com, type in True Story Based on Fiction. We've so far kept, kept a, a weekly schedule. As, as we record this, uh, a, new, a new video just came up for us. Until next episode, we'll see you on two stories based on the page. Later.